Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. Uh, tonight, Blazar returns for yet another game night. Uh, the Beanied One is off slumbering in Arizona, uh, is unable to join us. Uh, I'm joined by the uh, babyface, Theo Wolski. Baby and as always, Lion's Mane, Jason Bolidio. How's it going, guys? How's it going? How you doing tonight? Dude, I'm, a little, I'm a little tripped out by this new camera. Like it's so oh, backed off sir. from you. Like before, it was just so up close in your face. Yeah. Just, now, now, now you can actually you know see this small little dude next to this couch. You kind of fit on the couch now, rather than yeah. just the floating head. <laughs> right. <laughs> he actually does fit on the couch. You did welcome, animate guys. Couch. Welcome to the couch, Hiker. Blazer, welcome again. Um, welcome back to this. It's a new couch, by the way. Just let me know. I was going to say, we didn't have the couch for last week, did we, Jason? Mm, or did we? We did have it, the couch last it week. It was, but it was very, like... It was on and off. <laughs> it was on and off. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, uh, so Jared, how was, your, how was your holiday? Good, man. Got to, got to hang out in quarantine with my family. <laughs> but, <laughs> nice. You know, no, it, was, it was good, man. It was, like, uh, it was Harper's, like, third birthday... You know, so I think this is like the first Christmas she remembered. We bought her a drum set and she kind of like flipped out. She's been, she's, she's, I just watched Trolls too. So she's like, ready to rock. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so what's her, what's her birthday? Uh, hers is the 17th. 17th. Okay. Well, happy belated birthday from us. Yeah, indeed. So, you know, it's about a week late, but hey, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. For our whole family. I'm the 28th and my wife's the 26th. So we're all like, Dude, yeah. You know what? My wife's, the, my wife's the 23rd. So I'm the fourteenth, so we're all right there. Sagittarius <laughs> party, baby. You're all, and you're all just just that close to Christmas, where everyone's like, "Here's and here we're gonna combine your gifts." Here you go. Well, it's <laughs> worse. Like growing up, it was Happy Birthday, Christmas, New Year, right? Every year. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things. I, I look at it, and it's just like you know. Oh, I'm I'm like the 22nd of February, so I'm just like that close enough to where like sometimes I don't get good stuff, and then sometimes it's they don't at all. So, <laughs> well, I you know what two, though? I think two months is a good enough. Bumper. You know what? It's just close <laughs> enough. Hey, and you know what? I want to co- do a quick shout out since we're talking about birthdays. The real Nanaki has joined us in chat, and he just mentioned his birthday was yesterday. So, real Nanaki. Hey. Hey. Happy belated birthday, man. Happy belated birthday. It's good seeing you joining the, the chat again there. Good, sir. Um, hope everything's going well for you. Yes, so, hey, man, is this man Jesus? I mean, like. Capricorns hey. unite. <laughs> I'll keep swimming in the pool with the Pisces. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, Jason, Theo, how was your guys' holiday? Theo, go for it, man. Okay. Sir, sir. <laughs> Uh, mine was pretty good. We kept it pretty simple. Uh, we definitely did gifts this year. We haven't for a couple of years. And obviously we were not overly anticipating it because we waited until about 5 p.m. on Christmas to open anything. Mm. <laughs> that's, wow. not, that's not too bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's still... Christmas. At least it wasn't today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you, Jason... Uh, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't too bad. We, we had, uh, the midnight with my, uh, in-laws and then, uh, 
the afternoon with my the family. Midnight. Yeah, you know the where you go from like 24th to 25th at midnight and everybody opens presents and stuff. Oh, you guys did that? I don't yeah. know that. What? Oh. I've, I've never, never heard, heard, of heard of that one. Yeah, you wait till the like literally midnight and it's the like, stroke hey, of it's, midnight. And it's you like literally presents. Christmas and you like start opening presents and stuff. I mean, don't let kids know this. This is going to be happening all the time. Well, right? We actually made it to Christmas. Usually my wife and I open our presents like a week before because we're just awful with that. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the anticipation, man. Because you're like, as, even as like when you're a kid, you're like, oh my God, it's almost Christmas, it's almost Christmas. And then you're like... But sometimes I'm kind of the opposite because I like I like if I get give good gifts I'm like please open this I just want to see you just be excited for this right now. Yeah, you so know I, you, you can't argue with that though. I mean, you really. No, nah, and then, uh, my cousins and I all had uh, secret Santas, which we like had delivered at different days, and we're supposed to do it today, like a little video call. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I got found out so hard. Cause I I was going to work this morning, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that they had one of those like video cams for the porch. <laughs> so I'm just like all like nonchalantly chilling, walking with the present, just putting it in the mailbox like at one in the morning, and then they just text me like later in the day with the video of me just nonchalantly walking to the porch. And I was like, oh, my God. Here I'm, yeah. try- here I'm trying to be slick. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, who put that in there? Yeah. And it's just like, here's a video of me that's 20 seconds long. Like, just me walking up, putting it in the mailbox. So, <laughs> so, so with all the that's new, your application uh, for UPS and USPS yeah, and things, right? right? It's just like, this is how you do it. So, Jason, I got to ask you how – how was Costco this week with all the new lockdowns you guys have? There's, so we have, we're supposed to have a 20% uh, uh, max capacity. So if mm-hmm. it's 20, like where are you at in uh, Southern California, Long Beach? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're supposed to have a 20% capacity. So if it's like, let's say a hundred, you can only have 20 people inside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy because you don't realize how many people can come in at the very opening until yeah. they all start just like filing Swarming in. in. <laughs> Are you going go back to phase one? Um, They're kind of like what? It's, uh, it's, it's kind of tier two, like all outdoor dining yeah, is like shut down. We indoor have dining a curfew. We're, we're yeah. supposed to have a curfew. We're supposed to be like only essential businesses, but it's it's like so limbo like people don't even know like like it's it's hard to like keep up with it a little bit not gonna lie like i'm terrible with that i just go to work and come home (laughs) but Mm -hmm. but yeah like costco it's it's interesting because we had that huge rush like two days before christmas Mm -hmm day before christmas and then we have the day after christmas rush where the return line is yep. super long um yeah see, I, I went and did my grocery shopping like first thing when target opened up this morning to beat that rush and boy i was glad i did i was like that was the quickest i've done grocery shopping in i did like two months <laughs> i was in and out it was great yeah. um so before we move into catching up on the gaming news and, and whatnot really quick, um, the knockass question related to the PS5. Um, a couple of us had PS5s on the podcast about the uh, DualSense having issues. 
the only issue I heard of was charging in the very beginning. Um, the ports on the PS5 weren't really charging the DualSense like it like when it was plugged in via the USB cable. That has been since patched, to my knowledge, because I haven't had a problem at all with my DualSense controller charging off the uh, USB port in REST mode at all. So, um, I haven't had any issues with charging. Uh, yeah. Like lately, I feel like since the last update that I've had on the controller, mm-hmm. I've had a little bit of latency on it, like noticeable latency. Mm-hmm. When I'm playing, especially with um, Cold War, like I, well, like, that's just that's just Cold War. Though. <laughs> I mean, it might just be Cold War. It's, it's, it's just Activision. So I mean, far, it's pretty awful. Yeah. But, right? I mean, yep. no, I haven't. I haven't really had any problems with the controller. Yeah. So, so moving. On. So let's. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about um, Take Two was looking to buy Codemasters. Um, that was going to give them a very, very big stable of racing games and whatnot. Um, it came out the week before, uh, last, early last week, um, an article that EA is actually upstaging Take Two um, and put in a bid for one point two billion dollars. Wow! That's the insane. original the original offer was nine hundred seventy one million dollars. Okay. So um, they're yeah they're getting a, a a little bit more money out of it. Um, I hope for Codemaster's sake that they don't go the, the way of every other studio that gets bought up by EA and, you know, they get loot boxes put in and they get chewed up and spit out. I mean, we know Bioware's kind of on its desk doorstep right now. Um, ever since EA bought, you know, bought them, they've kind of not produced great games. Um, so speaking of Bioware, um, you know, Casey and them on N7 Day announced the trilogy and that a new Mass Effect was in the works. We now know there are several veterans coming back for the game specifically. Um, So Derek Watts, who was the original art director for the entire trilogy, is back. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Brennan Holmes, who he worked on the entire Mass Effect trilogy uh, Dragon Age Origins and Inquisition. Um, he's back for it. Parrish Lay, who is a cinematic director for the ME trilogy, um, he has specifically come back to bring his vision for the cinematics for this game. And then um, Dusty Everman is back, and he's one of the key personnel who designed the original Normandy. Oh, so we're getting we're getting like the real A team coming back for this. So I personally really really hope and pray for Bioware's sake that the new Mass Effect hits on all cylinders. Because Definitely. if Dragon Age doesn't do well, which that one's in production right now, there there's no date for it yet. Um, this one's in the works. And an Anthem redesign, if all, any of that fails, we know it's... I mean, honestly, Anthem... I mean, do we really have any hope for Anthem? I mean, it could be Bioware. I hope. I I really hope because you got to look at Final Fantasy, right? Okay, so let's look at 11 versus 14, right? 11 was horrible. They reinvented it, 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 redesigned it. It was good for its time. Jason, be honest. It's still better than 10 2. Yeah, still better than Charlie's Angels. But I mean, like, it was what? Anything's better than 10 10 2. (laughs) Almost 10 years ago. Before the. FF7. What was that, Jared? Not not better than the remake. I'd play Tent Two over the FF Seven remake for sure. Ooh, <laughs> dang! Shots fired. 
Shots fired. Nanaki. <laughs> Say something. Shots have been fired. Um, but I mean, anyways, like 14, 14 yeah. was literally 11 2. And people were like, get this junk out of here. And then 14 was reborn. And now it's so great. So good. So good. Shocked you guys. You're not biased. Fan. You're not biased about 14 at all. Just, so, just you know, know, just not not biased at all. I mean, just saying you just you hang out at 14 every year. We go to E3. Ah, sir, you, you gotta know, get it's, that it's shirt. My, it's, my, it's my people's there, man. I mean, we, we we talk about Matt's hours on Animal Crossing. I'm sure that's only like one percent to your hours on 14. <laughs> <so>. Probably, <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so, I mean, we'll definitely see what happens with, with BioWare. And I think, honestly, if they do it right and EA stays out of the equation, especially now that Casey's gone, I think I think Anthem does have a chance. I, I do. Because it did have, it had some really good bones to it. It had nothing else. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I would I would compare it to, like, Destiny under Activision control. That's fair. I mean, Destiny kind of got very bland and very vanilla for a while there until they broke away yeah. from Activision. They got bought up by Activision and released Destiny 2. Uh, yep. uh, OG was just dead, and then they broke ties, released yep. Forsaken, and popped right back up. Yeah, All I right. think it's just definitely like they got to let them do them, you know? But I think that's part of their thing, though. Like, I, I know I have a couple of friends. One, my ex-roommate works at um ea and he said that like part of their deal when they acquire people is like you have to agree to these like proprietary demands by them they come in with like mm-hmm. a, a clause like we will be loot boxing we are doing microtransactions we do have creative control like he told me that was like kind of baked in with all of their deals so i don't know if that's like act the same for this one but yeah because i yeah. You just got to like let them go for a little bit you do their thing they had a vision of where they wanted it to go you know and mm-hmm. You gotta let it go because loot boxes, yes, they work in certain certain parts. But I mean, if you have a driving game, what are you gonna loot box? Like parts I of the car. I kind of wonder. Like, <laughs> I kind of wonder with EA's thing, like with that being the thing, if that's why they're really willing to give high bids for okay. the companies because they're just gonna be like, well, we're just gonna insert all this money making that you're not going to get any of anyways because you're signing this agreement to to loot box the hell out of it we're just going to make our money back yeah yeah and those old bad record deals where you got like a million dollars up front and then you had like five years of recoup and all the bullshit that came along with you would i mean Mm. you would know that you would know that full well right there i mean speaking of bad contracts and stuff i mean as being part of the industry everyone's been talking about it with some of the different stuff but uh yeah so Let's talk about the uh, the KFC can the console for a minute here. I'm gonna pull up a picture so everybody can actually see this um, in the flesh because this is this is I, I can't believe it's actually a real thing. Um, I think let's find a picture. This one actually from the nurse actually. As, as soon as you that. bring it up, I, I want to preface that I actually kind of think that it looks better than the Xbox Series X. <laughs> I thought it looks way better than I thought it. I thought it'd be red and white stripes, you know, like some of the kernel on like it. I bucket. thought it was going to have the kernel just plastered totally all over it. <laughs> all right. So this way, so everybody um, that's watching the, oh, the but I love right now, this, this, the air they can fryer. see this. I so, love that it's an air fryer. It is. <laughs> that's amazing. It has a cool a heating tray for your chicken. Um, and then... <laughs> 
supposedly okay supposedly this thing is vr ready it is supposed to be 240 frames per second on four or uh, fps on 4k um it is it, just looking at this thing though is it's hilarious that they're actually doing this um but at its core it is very much a pc um yeah it supposedly has some really good coolant on it i don't know how well you're going to be able to keep that thing cool um you're heating your chicken like it's one or the other right yeah (laughs) i I still say like to to jared's point like it should have been white and red stripe like the kfc bucket that would have been like so i don't know maybe um, maybe the cooling is maybe the cooling isn't even that good that's the purpose of the the tray right you plan your game to cook your chicken (laughs) to over and once it's done the game's crash you got your food it's all set it's it's a perfect break time perfect break so here we go so it's got ray tracing on it and according to them finger licking 4k display with 240 (laughs) frames per second up to 240 hertz um the, the MacBook it's using, Pro i9 in there, right? Like it's a serious processor in there. Oh, it's got yeah, yeah it's an Intel yeah. Core i9. It's, it's got, got an it's eight, one generation uh, behind. Yeah, it's got an Asus uh, Dual Mini GeForce RTX. Um, nobody knows if it's a 2070 or a 30, you know, 3080 or whatever. 32 gig of RAM. It's using twin Seagate Barracuda one terabyte SSD, so it's a two terabyte system. Um. Which is okay, I guess. I mean, you're not really going to be playing, you know, be able to play anything else if you, you're running like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Um, but here is their like their social media lead for over in the UK and stuff. And he's like, moving forward from our initial teaser campaign earlier this year, which everybody thought that was a joke, by the way. They thought it was just a PR stunt, you know, it was right after the PS5 reveal. Um, but they're actually so pleased to finally give fans exactly what they want, making the KFC console reality. Um, I want to, I'm just going to pop this, you know, this video up really quick. So everyone can actually just, this is the the video they actually put out for it. Right. Um, Notice the Mustang was red and white striped. They got the cue there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's like, this is KFC. I mean, granted their marketing is great lately. Um, you know, but, the, but going on to read it, right. It's like, but we're very confident in the KFC console as our flagship entry. So that means they're going to be going the way of Xbox and coming out with something else. So are you going to be like, the next one's going to be like the KFC Philip console where it's like a little mini S type, you know, Jeez. like the five dollar boxes. Know. I mean, it's are like developing games. Are they, I guess they don't understand why it's different than just a PC. If they're not, it, it's it's a mini PC that can uh, warm your put, chicken. Put, put your chicken in. Yeah. Wait, even <laughs> in the video, it shows them having chicken in it. Yeah. So I want to know how that thing is going to be able to be cleaned out. I want to know how massive this thing is. Then it's not. It's it's it's, it's got to be at least the size of the Series X, <laughs> maybe would, yeah. maybe larger. I'm like, I don't but, know, like. Like I was hoping it was gonna be like pack size, like a Mac Mini type thing, maybe. It's like if you can get some power and something. <laughs> Real Nanaki says the chicken grease is the is the coolant. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just let it oh. cool overnight and congeal. It just yeah. holds in all the heat, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's just like. Are they gonna sell uncooked KFC chicken 
proprietary for the KFC console, or there'll be like a subscription box, like ten pieces a month or something. Like, oh, dude, was it like the I you know like, what? <laughs> That would be a thing. That would be a bad thing. I no, because like you know how there was that that game where you can order Domino's or Pizza Pizza Hut. I forget which yeah. game it was. Like just in game, it was a game order. that you could order pizza. From? Was it was it like Ultima Online or I don't remember what it was. But it was it was a while back. Like, yeah, but you could just slash order pizza and it would just order a pizza for you. That's amazing. Yeah. What? Like I forget which game it is. Like yeah, I yeah, that, I would, that should be a thing. Like th- like. Uh, CD Projekt Red, throw that into mm-hmm. Cyberpunk. Since you're just going on the missions and just like swap by for some pizza well, delivery, okay, hook it up. <laughs> Speaking of Cyberpunk, that's a that's a good segue right there. Um, so we know we talked about it last week because it broke right then, right as we were recording last week. Is that um, Sony did remove Cyberpunk from the PlayStation Store, um, and there was an announcement that went out. And um, there's two different things I want to go over with you guys. It's and for our, our viewers, we'll go and put up the statement, right? Um, this is kind of a joke. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, following our discussion with PlayStation, a decision was made to temporarily suspend digital, digital distribution on the store. You know, you can still buy physical copies and brick and mortar online. Um, now, here's the funny part about this is even though they put this out and that you could go and try and get refunds from Sony... Uh, it came out that a lot of refunds were being told no and go Ooh. talk to CD Projekt Red. So um, we'll see as far as that goes. Um, you know, this has really turned into a real big cluster. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think um, I think the holy hand grenade from Worms uh, has less devastation than what this has done. <laughs> um, I mean, heck, we saw what the holy hand grenade can do in Ready Player One, too. So, um yes. You know, no, but concrete donkey level for sure. <laughs> concrete donkey. <level. laughs> I mean, we might as well call in a mail strike while we're at it, Jared. Um, <laughs> God, now I need to play worms. Thanks, Jared. All right. Um, God, good old classic worms, man. That goes great. Worms Armageddon. Yeah. Classic. I would love a remake on that. Um, but there was a, a tweet that came out this week. Um, from this magazine company called Pace. I've never heard of these guys, um, but they basically stated that um, I'll show it to you. It says, Cyberpunk 2077's mul- uh, multiple failures sum up everything wrong with the video game industry. It's the game of the year in the same way Hitler was Time's Man of the Year. Wow. Um, bad choice of words, Paste, and they have gotten lit on Twitter for this. Um, yes, they should. I mean, yes. Was there some very bad business decisions on the part of um, CD Projekt Red's management? But um, to compare it to Hitler, no. I, I, Not at all. Yeah. And, I, and to be perfect, I think they... The the hate on CD Projekt Red really needs to ease up. Like, yeah, it they needs re- to, it they, needs they to they ease release. up up on the devs. The it needs to I, ease up on the devs. Agreed, agreed. Because I mean, the the amount of flack that they got for delays and everything. Like, if, if you're gonna ask for a release over and over and get it and complain about it, then you're in the wrong, <laughs> in my opinion. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. if you get what you asked for and right, I mean, you're, you're upset about it, then that's your fault. 
And like and the I, know that. Like Nintendo does that shit all the time, right? They're always a year behind when you expect the releases just because they know. It's like you put out garbage products like this, mm-hmm. it's like devastating to your Oh, definitely. And, and to your point, Jared, right? Luigi's Mansion, right? That was originally supposed to come out right there, not too far after E3. They came out and said, it's not ready. Yeah. We're just going to postpone it. We're not going to give you a date yet because we don't want to crunch. Right. Yeah. So, and then it, they just waited and then it came out when it did. And I think the problem with CD Projekt Red, though, is I, like I said last week when we were kind of talking about it very, very briefly, is I think their loans were coming due mm-hmm. for their payments. And if they did not get this released, they weren't going to have the cash and capital to pay back on those loans. Because you know that when they, I mean, they went public eight years ago at the same time they announced uh, Cyberpunk and it was The Witcher, the first DLC for it. They went public. So it's all about investors. All they care about is the bottom line, how much you make in them. And if you were going to miss, I mean, they budget every, all these companies budget things so closely around the releases of their games that i mean honestly it's like jared i think with the music industry it's probably something similar where studios probably bank around certain artists late you know their their cds launching and expecting a certain dollar amount to come from them i mean we'd like to work on songs for like weeks and months on in and make them right the label wants them like in a day right for their release and they don't give a shit if it's you know it's exactly the same kind of a thing i think yeah Right. A lot of like the No Man's Sky launch, you know, like I've been playing that game for like I feel like a decade now and it's finally finally now what they like promised originally and they just yep. kept it just feels like that kind of same thing all over again. Yeah. Exactly. I think but this is to a whole new level though with, with No Man's Sky though. I think with this is CD Project Red knew it was straight broke. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think like it with Matt's point with the, the money and the loans and everything, it's like especially with the amount of money on marketing and things like you have to mm-hmm. reserve your spots for stuff that you gotta have your timing. Like they're really not they probably weren't ready to pay for more for more marketing after the fact and everything like that. Cause like you know now it's the same um reels that are left over that are running as well as like other and it's pretty mm-hmm. scarce everything and with like no man's sky after their release their their marketing went and here's pretty here's pretty sparse though. and all their money went towards the game no man's sky the guys behind that game though it's what a 12-man studio if that totally yeah true versus cd project red which has hundreds of employees including but outsourcing to other there. vendors like they sold no man's sky as like this massive like over oh, and absolutely you know, and it's, you it's over you oversold it yeah. and under delivered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this case, you over. I mean, you sold it, and whatever it, who's actually finished the game has said it's got some really good guts to it and really good heart to it. It just needs everything else to be fixed. I, I think there was a difference. Is No Man's Sky? They got it out and didn't realize just how bad it probably was because they probably. I mean, mm-hmm. on a twelve man team, you're not you don't have the time to fully yeah. test it and everything. So. Um, but yeah, so we'll, on on a next gen or, or last gen. Uh, Jerry's playing it on PS5, and okay. he's had some he's had some hard crashes with it. On um, Xbox One Scorpio, and it's like it feels like I know it's bad and it's broken, right? And like it's slow as shit, but it doesn't feel like that much different than I don't, I don't know if you guys played like Dark Souls on Xbox 360. Like Blight Town was just broken; it ran at like 10 frames a second, and people just, <laughs> it was awful, right? Or like Witcher. You 3. would know about that. Or like on I mean, you were it's just very like 
<laughs> I mean, I'm surprised, Jared. I'm surprised you don't have a Dark Souls like big life size replica statue behind you. You play all those games so much. I know it's it's sick. It's a, it's a problem. You have an addiction. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> you, you need help. Um, but I don't. But, I don't yeah. that off from that stuff. I guess like I'm playing it. I'm playing Cyberpunk right now. And like, yeah, I've had a lot of crashes and like it's buggy as hell. But I don't feel like it's that off. Mm-hmm. from any of those games compared to like mm-hmm. the reaction that the company's getting like people are just going after these guys with like guns blazing i oh. i think the reason they're going more guns blazing though is because they did release the pr like the pr statement and they did say yeah we knew it was broken and we released it anyways that's that's probably i mean it's yeah, a bad that's, idea that's that's a i mean at least but i i favor them for that and rather than being all like oh we didn't know it was so bad like at least it's <laughs> somewhat saying on the dev side they know what they're doing they were just their hand was forced yeah Yeah. Yeah. um so anyways i want to talk about a little bit of happy news so um fortnite as much as i may not support epic's business decisions and stuff like that um fortnite and i'll share the audio clip too um they released their new pack which has uh captain marvel black Panther, and taskmaster in it but they did a very good just a tribute to um, Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther. So I wanted to kind of show our listeners that. And I think this is something I, I, I love what Fortnite is doing with, with some of this stuff. But... Just doing the whole Wakanda forever with it, I think. Was fantastic with that. Um, you know, I think um, what um, Insomniac did though for for Chadwick Boseman was a little bit more though than just giving him a character and a, a little tribute video. Because in um, in Miles Morales, right, they named an entire street after him, Boseman Way. They put the Wakanda Embassy into New York City as a tribute. Um, so it is fully living, breathing, but it, it's nice to see Fortnite do that though. It, they didn't have to, I mean, they're all money grubbers. They just care about the money. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's where the, the money's at, you know, skins, loot boxes in the skins, you know, every, every little thing that just makes your character stand out a little bit. Yeah, so, I, I mean, know. we'll I mean, see what happens. I don't so. like that little profit off it, like, you know, especially, yeah. like, people that have passed. It's... I mean, if, if anything, if anything, add on to, like, a certain, like, all proceeds go to charity yeah. towards colon mm-hmm. cancer or anything like that. Like, a certain percentage, cool. But, like, yeah, to profit off someone that has just passed, it's just, like, a little too soon there, you know? Like, yeah. yeah it's, it's supposed to be, like, oh, yeah, it's a uh, tribute... Yeah, so and we're going to profit off of it. Yeah, we're going to yeah. profit off. I mean, we all know what Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman meant to a lot of people and what mm-hmm. he was doing in the background. And I mean, nobody knew he was fighting cancer. That I was totally time. surprised by that. So For three years, three yeah. years he was battling. And the fact that Disney is not going to recast Black Panther. I think that's which is rad. good. Yeah. I think that's good. And I think yeah, I tip my hat to Kevin Feige, Marvel and Disney for not doing that. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a big hit for them, you know, obviously, but, and it's, but it's 
that's gutsy. Like, I for think sure, you could probably a... do something where you kind of have his sister take up a mantle, so to speak, but not be Black Panther. Mm. Um, but right. I mean, especially in the movie, they destroyed the rest of the plant. So the legacy of Black mm-hmm. Panther ends with definitely. Their... Yeah, it does. And I think it needs to, though. I mean, that he's set Chadwick is was bigger than the character, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think it's just you you leave it alone. Right. Because we know mm-hmm. we know what Christopher Reeve meant for Superman. And as much as I love what Brandon Routh brought to Superman returns as a homage to Christopher is you can't replace Christopher Reeve. You can't, he is Superman. And I think they probably could have, I know they're all about bringing justice league and all of that to the big screen. But I think for me, it's different seeing somebody other than Christopher in the suit, Hmm. you know, Henry Cable, Decent job and everything, but he's not Christopher Reeve. That'd be like, honestly, it's like them recasting Batman, the animated series, the original, and and getting rid of Kevin, you know? Oh, geez. No. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Such an iconic voice. Right? Or that's like, you know, Jay and Silent Bob, you just recast Jay. Oh, God. You know? I mean, yeah. it's... I mean, but it's... But that's the type of things. It's like you can't just recast somebody in a role like that yeah but i mean like do do you think they might think of that possibility of doing one of those cgi deep fake kind of like replacements or it's no they they i don't think they will and this one especially since they're so hardcore we are not recasting Mm -hmm. and um you know yes they did it for star wars and stuff like that but it was only briefly i don't see you doing it for an entire movie yeah um now, speaking oh, of, you know, doing speaking a deep Star Wars stuff, and Star Wars, let's, let's a talk a little Mandalorian. Great job at Mandalorian. <laughs> um, yeah, which is Jared and I've been kind of texting back and forth about this too. Um, so, Mandalorian season two. Um, wow, and what an ending! Strong. Um, Such a you know, good season two, right? The whole season was good. I think season one was great. Season two, I thought was even better. I loved how they did Ahsoka. You know, I think honestly, I, Jerry and I were talking about this last night because he wasn't going to make it. And like, I think the lightsaber fight stuff with Ahsoka was better than what they did with Luke. Because Luke was just, I'm going to walk in, pull a Vader, kill some robots where they stand and keep on going. Ahsoka actually had to show some ability. But that being said, the kid in me woke up when, you know, Bo said there's an, you know, an X-wing inbound, you know, Mm. one single X-wing and any fan of star Wars knows there's only (laughs) one Jedi that rocks an X-wing at that time period. Right. And that's Luke. And then when you see him walk up, you see the green lightsaber, you're like, that's got to be Luke. And then you see the gloved hand and then, you know, and the fact is Mark Hamill came out and said, that is probably the best kept secret in Hollywood is the fact is he was being, he was working on that for last several weeks for right. that part. Jeez. To, to keep something like that secret is just the return of Luke. Massive. Um, and it's such a so, huge deal with Mark. Yeah. Because 
he specifically said like he was done with Star Wars after Ryan. I don't know if you guys watched mm-hmm. his hand, but he was like, oh, yeah. never, never again. Like he destroyed Mark Luke and like destroyed the mythology and mythos and all mm-hmm. that. It was so good to like, I, I, I don't know. I, I dude, and I saw the X-Wing, like it was a tearjerker for sure because like I was yep. so angry with what Ryan did to Mark and like it just kind of like really ruined some stuff for me. And, and, and like, even Rise of Skywalker, they're, they only did what they could to kind of have to fix it. I mean, they got... Right. The entire storyline got blown up, right? And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Uh, how, um, how are we going to fix this? And right, where are we five <laughs> years after return? Is that six years somewhere in there? Is that what the timeline this is? This is, it's five years. Well, five. so the start of Mandalorian season one is five years after the Battle of Endor. Okay. So okay. at this point, because I did, I wanted to see timelines and everything, especially with what took place, is um, at this point, Ben Solo is four years old okay mm. so we are seven years from the time he goes to actually train with luke uh, and by what was stated in last jedi um ben was his first apprentice mm-hmm. so that means there's a there's a gap of a couple of years on what is luke really starting a jedi academy is he starting the academy and everyone's just he's not taking an apprentice like how how is that piece going to be i mean mm. favreau has done a really good job of retconning some of the mistakes yeah yes, of the new trilogy Fa- and fixing favreau it. is amazing so yeah. far and as we've said before give him the keys let yeah. him run the entire universe and i know that wonder woman you know, 84 is getting kind of bond by some critics right now, but I cannot wait for rogue squadron with Patty Jenkins. Um, because we need a really good movie for rogue squadron. The that's all there is to it with that. But, um, but when you look at, you know, the Mandalorian, right? So you've got Grogu. Um, if you look at that, his reaction to R2, so, you know, R2 has been there through the whole thing, start to finish. <laughs> and by that reaction, you know, R2 and Grogu know each other from the temple. So the question is, and I know, Theo, you're kind of rewatching the movie. So I don't know if you've gotten up through um, Revenge of the Sith, but like. I just Jared finished Attack stuff, of the Clones. <laughs> hey, what's up, soldier? Shout out to the soldier over what's here. What's up, soldier? Welcome. Hey, I want to welcome in Vixen Fauna and Cypher 8. Welcome on in, you know, Crashing Gameplay. Thanks for crashing with us. Um, anyway, so Jared, like, no, Theo, what you is have your thought? Sorry, what? You, you haven't seen Star Wars? You're watching for the first time? Not for the first time. It's a rerun, but it's been like 15 plus years since oh, I've seen him, okay. like, really paid attention to anything. Cause, like, whenever I hear, like, just Matt and Jerry going off. Like I know none of these details and everything. And I'm just going through and like seeing some of these uh, recent videos, like TikToks and comparisons. It's like, it, it, there was a TikTok of comparing the fight scenes between it's like, we went to this from this insane lightsabers fights to the recent trilogy. It's just like, whoop. That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, and then I'm rewatching. It's like, Oh my God, this is freaking amazing. I'm a kid again. I need this, and this is completely destroying oh, Ray for me because hey, I love Ray. But like, I want to say, dude, um, <laughs> Soldier rated us 
I want to say thank you so much for bringing your yes, thank you, soldier. Your peeps on Dang. over here. Um, Finally, this man looks at the chat. So, so decline. You gotta, you gotta hey, call him out on this next. Hey, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention here, soldier. Okay, <laughs> we got to keep this going here, um, and leave it to soldier to, to take it soldier. off the rails. Leave it to soldier to take this thing off rails. Um, but here's my thing: is I don't, I want to know who the Jedi was that saved Gurgu. I really do. Right. Ooh. Um, because I don't original because you know, I thought they were gonna weave in the Kyle Katan Katarn stuff. Like, isn't that kind of like because like the one scene from like two episodes ago? I thought was it was that base that you start at in Jedi Outcast two, right? It, it looked it looked almost identical to it, where you're like shooting the you land and, mm-hmm. and there's like the gun tower up on top, and then that I think that's where the story is kind of wrapping around, is it not? You know, I haven't played that one in so long, and I was watched, I looked at it being on sale this past week, and I almost bought it <laughs> to play back through it. Um, you know, and yes, yeah, Soldier, it wouldn't be a crashing game night without your shenanigans. And uh, yeah, Mallory in a couple of weeks wants an explanation on why you kind of ditched Madame M. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but, you know, it'd be interesting if it is Kyle that is the one that saved him. Um you know, it depends on if, you know, Kenobi found him in the closet or whatever it is. But um, it, I, I'm anxious to see where it goes. Um, but I, I really think that in season three, I think we see Mando go get Grogu. Mm. Mm. What so, do you think of uh, Kara Thrace? What now? What do you think of Kara Thrace in there? Oh, I don't know. I mean, everything with that... Are, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm still processing that whole thing, <laughs> you know, um, especially with the fact is, I think the other thing I'm processing is to how much Moff Gideon was afraid. Mm-hmm. The second he heard it was an X-Wing and a Jedi, he about was like, I'm screwed. Because this is the boy that destroyed not one, you know, he helped destroy two Death Stars killed the emperor as far as the as far as the empire knows it was luke that killed him yeah you know so i mean this is like the mythical unicorn showing up um i mean it's like and then we got crack man i mean the the only thing that if you think about like like the star wars universe and like the hardcore fans like what is the stuff that everyone wants to see that no one has ever seen and it's like that vader scene at the end of rogue one that like two minutes of like magic it's like everyone wants to go yeah. see Vader like destroying the universe they want to see him like raising hell and like doing what he does we've heard about it we've just never seen it same thing with luke we want to see luke like at the peak of his powers like doing all the yeah. stuff we've never seen any of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. like ryan killed him and we were done now disney's like okay totally agree. we're coming back and like totally i totally agree so we need the dbz the dragon ball z moment in star wars with the yes. total op everybody yes. wants to see Every kale can times 10 for everyone. Let's do it. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, <Yeah>. brother. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I was hoping that we would see Ezra though too. Cause I mean, there's very few Jedi left. Cal's another one. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, but then we got a good surprise too. Boa went and took out the rest of the hut, <laughs> the hut crime scene. That's it, true. I was surprised um, to see that dude on, on the chair. I don't remember his name right now. Ben but Fortuna. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, I was, 
I was, I don't remember who it was that I was talking to. I think I texted Jerry about it. And it was like, I'm like, dude, Bib Fortuna got fat. <laughs> like <laughs> he's straight up. Like I want to know how he, he survived the, the, the sail barge exploding too. Cause he was there on the, on the barge. Mm-hmm. Well, how did Boba the Jedi? I mean, I'd like to know that. How'd Boba get and out? I, and I would love to know that too, because I mean, they're, that is part of can like the legends series of books, you know, when they bought Lucasfilm brought it in, they said, Hey, all these old stories, like dark force rising heir to the emperor, um, all that is all like legend series and not Canon anymore. Right. Which I think it's kind of funny. Grand Admiral Thrawn is now like the looming big bad um, on the horizon. And, uh, but seeing Boba Fett kind of take up the chair, it, it makes us make it really interesting what we're going to see with uh, Book of Fett or Book mm-hmm. of Boba Fett rather at Christmas. And then Mandalorian is going to be early 2022 for season three. And I want to know um, everyone keeps standing on the stupid sliding floor in Jabba's palace. Like the guys that know that they're standing, like Boba knew that that was, everyone knows mm-hmm. that that's crap. How many people have been into that pit? It's insane. Right? Insane. I mean, but there's not a rancor down there anymore. I mean, there's probably something down there. Probably, but, the, you know. The remains of other people um, just eating each other. Well, the other. rancor just died, right? I mean, five, four or five years ago. Fighting, <laughs> fighting well, to stay alive. Staying alive, you know. We'll see. But... But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And I think, honestly, though, that with Favreau and what he's done with The Mandalorian, though, it has reawoken that that lost love for Star Wars that I had. Dude, people are because saying, it's all because everything that Disney was doing right. Granted, you know, I really, I really love Rogue One. Solo was was enjoyable, but doing that every movie or every year movie thing was just oversaturating it and just it was forcing it down your throat and you kind of, I lost some of the love for it. I really did. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Mandalorian has brought back a lot of that love. Um, Oh, absolutely. Because of, of the consistency or because the movies weren't that good. Both for me. Uh, Honestly, for me, as a non, go ahead, Jason, for me as a non hardcore star Wars person, you know, I love watching the movies and enjoying the, the story, but the last three, seven, eight, nine, it's just like you see the rise and fall of all the Jedi and everything like that. But then this last series, this last trilogy is just nothing but like. It was a rehash. It was, oh, yeah. but I mean, like, it just seems so like coincidentally perfect, you know, like, especially like Ray's only training for like what, six months or something like, like not that long. And she's just like instantly a master. Like she just can wield like like the best of them and insight, like no tomorrow, have fourth powers with Well like, I think with that like, part though, with, with her though, is when they introduce this, and I think they, they could only do what they could for Rise of um, Skywalker, but she's a palpatine. Yeah, but I mean still as, like, and there is Palpatine's natural a, one of the big bads on the Sith side. No, I get that there's natural talent, but it's just like too. It's like like beyond genius level. Well, I think to your point, Jason, with like Rise of Skywalker, right? It's all of a sudden, ooh, I can transfer my essence. Mm. It's just like, oh, I I can do this. Oh, oh, I didn't know I can do this. Oh, let me go drink this glass of water, and oh, I can freaking destroy a planet. I don't know. Like, I think 
Yeah. I think Jared, to, to your question, right. And I think part of it was the fact is they yeah. basically threw everything in the legends, right? Because that Timothy Zahn trilogy is an amazing set of books Yeah, that honestly they had Lucasfilm had a blueprint for the sequels right there. They could have adapted it. Right. Um, but then um, I think with force awakens on just how much of a almost carbon copy of new hope it was, you know, starting out on a desert planet, you know, finding a somebody on the planet to help you Ray insert Ray for Luke. Right. Um, you know, you have BB eight as R2 and C C3PO as the stand-ins, right. To as the droids on the planet that have secrets, um, you know, star killer base is essentially a death star in a planet. You know, you got to destroy it too. You got to hit it the one singular spot, you know, and, and whatnot. So I think it was too much of a carbon copy. Um, and they just, Disney seemed to basically go, Hey, we're going to try and capitalize on star Wars as absolutely much as possible. And we're going to, going to forget some of the storyline and just kind of go with what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the Mandalorian woke up that, that love I have. Um, and I think you're can, right. Can we, can we just point out with Mandalorian that I think that like, since I was talking about the, the fight stuff between the most recent trilogy, I think Favreau did such an amazing job with the fight scene throughout the entire season. First season and this season. Cause like you have such a range of different types of doing mm-hmm. fight scenes um, especially with like the last episode for this season, but like the very first pilot episode with the standoff with the uh, droid and everything. Like, it, whereas if you look at yes, and if you look at like the fight scenes with the most recent trilogy, they're so lackluster. But even like with Rogue One, it was so overdone that you can't appreciate anything. This is where it's so perfectly done. You can appreciate the little details in the fights i think you know what theo you brought it up earlier today when we were texting back and forth when i was telling you about the lightsaber blade that i ordered and you helping me actually settle in on the hilt i went with um (laughs) but like you talked about the lightsaber sequence between qui-gon obi-wan and darth maul and just how fluid and just how how really well done it was compared to what the lightsaber battles are now right um well, so, which yeah, so, and it's true though, right? I mean, if you like followed the canon and read all the books and like you're following along, like these new Jedi, like don't have anyone training them, right? It's like, they don't have the force Correct. skills. They don't, they don't have, they're all kind of like picking it up as they go. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, Matt, like seven looking back, like it, it really is a carbon copy and kind of shitty now, but like at the, I think if the, if the next, if eight and nine would have been better and like taking the story somewhere like, yeah, consistent made sense and seven would have been a great like passing of the torch moments like this is the end mm-hmm. of all these guys here's the new generation like we're moving on and that's what i thought that movie was supposed to be and then like eight and nine came in and just like destroyed everything so it didn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it didn't matter um i mean it would have been nice to see like poe actually have a an actual legit squadron yeah you know it not just oh look it's it's poe like it's this X-wing. legendary x-wing pilot now you know, it would have been nice to have a a rogue like a, a rogue type squadron with him, um, but not you know. Um, and then at the end too, it was like with Rise of Skywalker that last battle where you know Lando shows up with everybody. It was mm-hmm. like 
that was let's take every notable Star Wars ship in the entire universe and put it in one scene. <laughs> I think that was kind of overdone, you know, to me. I mean, now to case in point though is um Kyle Katarn's ship was in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Outrider was in there. So I think you know, from Shadow of the Empire, I think that, you know, so to your point, Jared, is like, could Kyle have been that that one that saved Grogu? I mean, I mean, dude, it'd be sick if we got Dash Rendar and Prince Shizor and all that kind of like crossover and like, like yep. that stuff on the side that you know, I like all that stuff. I think it's cool. So before we kind of move on to like our our year with gaming and stuff like that is real quick. Um, one of the names that's been floated out there for Thrawn is Benedict Cumberbatch. Yay or nay? I'm I'm a fan. I like I like Benedict, so I'm in I'm into him. I'm a fan of Benedict as an actor. I don't know about yeah. I am not familiar with the character, to be honest. But. Thrawn is a so basically Thrawn is 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 a big is a is a bad ass admiral that is extremely smart. Um honestly think Khan with and Cumberbatch did great with Khan. I, I mean, and that that methodical thinking—that's Thrawn. Yeah. Oh, okay, then yeah, Thrawn, I'm all for it because because I love Cumberbatch. I do. So if you go off of the the Dark Force Rising and Heir to the Empire series with Timothy Zahn when he introduced Thrawn, is it was such to the point that how good Thrawn was that he took the New Republic and put it on its knees. Like just him in the fleet, the Imperial fleet. He was that good. He was striking, you know, going after the 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 dreadnought fleet, um, the ghost fleet. Um, you know, granted he was working with George Seaboth, but um I mean he was very calculating and he was striking the New Republic in places that even in the new trilogy, how they have the the resistance. No offense to the new trilogy, but Thrawn was better at what they did. He didn't need oh. this whole grand new order or anything like that. He just basically said, screw you. We're going to start rebuilding, and I'm going to enslave worlds. We're not going to blow them up. I'm just going to bring back the old empire. So, um, so guys, like one, one, one little quick question. Do you like the newest trilogy better than the prequels or not? Since Are we I'm taking... watching them? No. No. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me I I'm more, more of like in an action field versus story. I like I will admit that I like the story on the most recent trilogy more than the prequels. <laughs> but the action scenes is way better in the prequels. Jason, I well, <laughs> if I had to choose between watching 1 2 3 versus watching 7 8 9. I would have to go one, two, three. Um, can, I, can I skip two? <laughs> no, you have to watch one, two, three. One, two, three. I mean, that's why. I, that's why I said one, two, three. Versus, like, I have to. And that's why I want to preface that, Jared. Are we? I mean, are we including one? Like, you have to watch this because two is horrible. Two, um, two is the worst one. You, you, yeah. you take the hit because one and three make up for. I would have to say, at least in two, Matt helped me with this. There was some key information needed and to understand things in two. Plus, because it leads up to the four, five, six, it's 
so oh, necessary. You know it's going to get better. You know it's going to get better. <laughs> you need to know why they're like why they're at war. Why is this mm-hmm. going on? Seven, eight, right. nine is just it. It literally just piggybacked off the yeah. star. Like if you didn't have Star yeah. Wars as a name, it could True. have been its own trilogy, like separate. I so here's the thing: is with Phantom Menace. George Lucas gets a lot of flack for it, but he had to set up an entire universe with one movie. Yeah. But I mean, like, now granted, was it a great setup with Jacob Lloyd as little Anakin? No, because the kid can't act. I mean, we saw that with Jingle all the way. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but, you don't have the prequel. You have a prequel yeah. because it sets up for the good part, you know? Yeah. And 789, think, it's, there's, mm-hmm. there's like bits and pieces here and there. Like it's but all it's just, from here, but it is <laughs> yeah, just, right. It is just um, the end, and you're just like, I'm watching it I mean, only because it is a Star Wars movie. It's finishing it off. Now that nine is over, it is done. There is no way they're ever going to have a ten yep. because it just, it just got shot to yep. the ground. Right, and I just wanted to just in chat, um, Evan Cz the Hunter, welcome to Crashing Game Night. Um, you know, you missed Soldier. Soldier had a bail. Um, Thank you, though, to everyone that stuck around from uh, Soldiers from the Raid stream from the Raid coming over to hang out and hang out with us and stuff um, tonight. So um, here's my thing, though, is you do need to you do one, two and three is better than seven, eight, nine, because you get to see just how truly manipulative and powerful Palpatine really is. Mm. You know, Honestly, I think it kind of was a cop out to basically make Palpatine kind of back as a clone or whatever he is at the at the end. But um, to actually see how manipulative he really is. And I often wonder, though, really is and a lot of people have kind of made the the joke about it is. But, you know, Jar Jar, you know, a lot of people have said, is he Sith? And, you know, it would be one of those things that I it wouldn't surprise me, though, if if they had a chance to really flesh things out, if maybe he was just because Jar Jar is the one that makes that step, or is it just that he's so weak minded that <laughs> he, you know, he can manage with everything. So right. is he um, weak-minded point, though, or the most, will, the most bumbling uh, idiot ever sly. No, the most sly manipulator uh, ever. Oh yeah. Nobody um, notices. That being said though, put your guard down. I, I love one for one reason and one reason only. They, they gave us the baddest ass <laughs> Sith, you know, with Darth Maul. Which he's still alive in the books too, right? He's like comes back with the robot legs. Or I don't know if you read that. Yeah, he came back for uh, Rebels, yeah. the actual yeah. animated show. He brought he came they, back with and the, they teased him in uh, the Solo movie. He's in, yeah, he is in Solo. That's him at the end. I didn't hate that. I thought Solo was better than Seven Eight Nine. <laughs> Personally, like I didn't get <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yep. if it wasn't attached with episode seven, eight, nine, hey, I feel like, thought I feel it's like something seven, else. eight, nine's hole is just getting deeper and deeper as we talk. Yeah, I never in my um, life thought that I would say like I enjoy these prequel Star Wars movies more than another Star Wars movie. You know, that's, I started watching it though, and you know what though? That pod racing scene, that whole sequence was great. Yeah, from a yeah, cinematic yeah, fun. CG standpoint. So. Jared, Jared, yes, we'll see. Uh, are you on the we'll one, two, three versus the seven, eight, nine? I was going to say, man, like I, I never thought like when I watched episode one, because I was I was just I think we were in high school or something. And like Star Wars was coming back. Mm-hmm. Every, I, we camped outside the theater. I was one yep. of those. We had a tent like 
man, I, the, when I walked out of that theater, the I, I second disappointment like that in my life. And I watched it like five times, yeah. right? I went back. I was like, it wasn't that bad. No, no, it was that bad every time. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> now I'm like, God damn it, Ryan, you, you found a way to make uh, episode one palatable. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would, I mean, man. sadly, I think I'd take the prequels. If like the Ryan star Wars wasn't part of the trilogy, I think I would take seven and nine minus whatever eight is. But and here's the thing is I don't know if he's still going to be doing that new trilogy or not. Apparently, he was signed on to do a new trilogy altogether. Yeah, I heard yeah. he's not. I heard that he was like not at all involved with it. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. He can yeah, go. Yeah. He can go. Let's start a petition. No Ryan Star Wars ever again. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So speaking of Star Wars and everything, you know, let's let's talk about our games that have come out this year that have been what we've what we've enjoyed in 2020. Um is you know, because we had Jedi Fallen Order come out this year. Uh, which was I thought was a fantastic game and probably one of the best Star Wars games ever made. But Jared, I want to start with you. When you look at your 2020 gaming year, what are the games that have stood out to you that have been your favorites that you've just played constantly? Um, and let's let's take the Dark Souls games out of the equation because we know you go back to those all the time. Yeah, well, <laughs> it all came out with DLC finally, so that was a whole life, <laughs> right? Um, no, I mean I spent infinite time with the with the final fantasy 7 remake which you know i think everyone that probably played final fantasy did and yeah. I, I only hated it because i because i love those games so much right like if it was just a game that came out i would be like okay this is okay but i, I had my expectations were so high for final fantasy 7 and they were dropped like whew, i don't I, but you, you I mean, played I still, the original right oh yeah of course yeah um, yeah, that's what that I'm makes saying. Sense. My, it makes sense. So high because I have hundreds of hours in Final, like thousands of hours probably in Final Fantasy through all of them. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I think Doom, like that series, that whole revival is has just been amazing for me. Like the I don't I don't even remember what the name of the newest one was, but I played the on the on Switch. That was great. I loved uh, the Mega Man re-releases. Like I played all the Mega Man Zero ZX re-releases. I thought those were great. Um, and did you guys play Hades on Switch? I have not played that yet, and I've heard it's really, really good though. It's amazing. It's like probably one of the best games I've played. Right? Like that's, I've, I, I haven't played it myself either. But like just watching people play it, it is an interesting concept, and I'm down to probably pick it up. Yeah, no, it's really good. Like I highly yeah. recommend. It was one of the best games easily of the year. Um, I think the Resident Evil remakes have been amazing. Like we were talking about two previously because it came out last year but i did three too and like i I really like the capcom put the time in and like made those games something new like i'm a hardcore resident evil junkie too and Hmm. i've played all of those games so many times through and so going through them like i'll do all the hd remasters again anyways but like when they actually put new content and kind of twist things up a little bit i think that's Hmm. really exciting and they did a great job with two they did a great, great job with three um ghost obviously is probably one of the best games of the year um, I've been playing that, you know, just to preface, I think all of the uh, com- comparisons to Sekiro are ridiculous. They're, they're not the same game. They're not even the same universe, right? I mean, uh, Ghost is like... Sekiro Mesta. Yeah, but, I mean, but Ghost isn't Sekiro. Like, I read all these reviews, and, and, and they're just, they're not the same game. Like, Ghost felt like Breath of the Wild meets, like, God of War to me, and Sekiro is like, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are kind of the ones I've been playing. I love the Ori games. I've been playing the Wisp. I probably put 100 hours into those games. Um, that, that was probably like the, the biggest games I've been playing this year so far. I didn't, I didn't play Assassin's Creed or, or any of those kind of releases, but I don't know. I would say play Hades, man. Like that game's amazing. And Ghost, 
were probably my tops for the 2020. Jason. Um, and my, I do not hold on. I'm going to preface this. Do not utter the words division two out of, out of your no, mouth. No, no, no. I mean, like it's 14. FF 14. <laughs> Shield? No, uh, no, like my, my year in gaming isn't just, it's, it's been weird. Like I've been picking up a lot of more of those like one-off games or those games like, like I got, I really got into Among Us for a little bit. You know that game just, no matter what, it's always fun to play. And especially with during this COVID life, it was just like spot on. Um, here and there, I do pick up Killer Killer Queen Black. Uh, me and Theo both played it one time, uh, a couple times, and I still just try to pick it up. You know, here and there, ra- pick a random random pickup groups. Um. Yeah, I, I do. I have I played any really like game of the year award winning ones? No. Like, I still have Ghost just chilling. I have Last of Us Two chilling. Like, I've been behind because of words I cannot say. And I supplied you with copies. Yeah, and, and because I am working on g- games that I've been prohibited from talking about <laughs> that's right you sure are a trader on one of those and our listeners it's mainly because we knew it was going to be on the top of your list yeah mm-hmm. um other than that though you know like yeah just so let's so for those so people that are you know catch our live stream for the first time and whatnot and jared catch up on this so this boy this man oh no 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 i'm gonna boy. call you boy right now boy man, sir boy decided man to man Sean, jerry and i every time we'd say go pick up division two come play with us especially when it was dirt cheap for like five bucks a copy for the disc right so jerry and i decided we moved on from division two this year um me for one just with the new baby and stuff like that it just playing an online only game it, it's really hard because the baby's going to take precedence you know and mm-hmm. you know you get a pause but uh so pause. what does this guy go and do his Coworkers say, "Hey, come play Division Two with us." And what's he do? He goes and plays it with them. Oh, and how many times did they ask you, Jason, to join? You know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm being persecuted like this, like all the time, sir. <laughs> you guys need to play some Final Fantasy fourteen. That's what you guys need. I have we'd be half. We'd be half. And I want to say, sir. If- if I were to fire it back up, I think my Dragoon is at 20. Oh, it's at 25. It's been that while. It's been a long oh, while. Oh, you know. Uh, There's been, what, four expansions? Road, road to I 70 played? buff, sir. There's a road to 70 buff. You can get that probably within less than four hours. Yeah. Anyways. You know, a fraction of that Animal Crossing time. You know, give me give me 15 I mean, minutes. We'll eventually, we'll get you there. I mean, that Animal Crossing time is 650 hours. So. Oh, sir. insane. See, Jared, and you, oh, they're persecuting me. Like, I'm playing with coworkers. I'm trying to build some relationships with my coworkers. I have 600 hours in Dark Souls, so we need to talk, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like <laughs> animal crack. Um, no, I, 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 and to be sad, me being the one that was not 
looking forward to Animal Crossing. I'm actually up there with Matt. I'm checking it right now. I'm at 665 hours. Okay, I've never played an Animal Crossing game. Like, is it is it that good? Yes. I need to, like, tap it needle. is. It is uh, animal. It is animal crack. I mean, it, it, it is, literally. I mean, it that's is, been its nickname going back to is, the GameCube is Animal Crack. It, it is because by far the best is, like mindless thing yeah. that you can be creative with. No, and that's like the just best thing, best way I can there's, describe there's it. There's not even like there's oh, no grinding. Fights at the, let me go fight but a boss. The thing, there's no grinding. It's just, no, it's it's only grinding. It's mindless. Sir. No, it is sir. not grinding. No. It's just it's only grinding. Because what, what, gr- what are you doing? Grinding, grinding you're doing the same thing to go for a goal. You, you Whereas with Animal Crossing, you can stick to whatever the hell you already have and just improve your island. You don't have to grind for tree branches and mm-hmm. shake every freaking oh, tree. Right. Every freaking what are you, you gonna, how, how are you going to pay for your island? How are you going to pay for your island? My fossils. You pick up weeds, sir. Yeah. Turnips. And what is hey, picking up weeds? Turnips. That That <laughs> is grinding, sir. That is the um, <laughs> key definition of grinding. Like, Yeah. At least if I grind on Final Fantasy, I'm like, hey, I got to beat a boss. Or if I'm in Division Two, you know, I'm grinding. I gotta get some, some shade, some shade watch points. You know, like one round you'd be dropped. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> but don't do it, Jared. Don't do it, man. Like if you, if you, if you want to see what it's like, just find somebody that actually has Animal Crossing. Like, hey, like how's Animal Crossing? They'd be like, dude, it's, it's too addicting. It's like it's like Jerry's Red Dead. Oh, mm. uh, oh. I, I, have, I did forget my, my game of 2020, obviously, is Demon Souls. So I'm just going to throw that out there, but I was avoiding the front <laughs> off love. But. I mean, we know you've played it, what, five times this year, Jared? <laughs> no, the, the remake on PS5. Oh, the remake on PS5, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, I would have allowed you to have that, but it's like you and your your addiction to all the From Software games. It's like every time I log on, half the time the it's... the wild it's, for adults. It's like... Right. It's like competitive breath of the wild i guess i don't know that's what it feels it's, like it's uh, realistic realistic so because you get twice you done <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna stick with just the games that like i would actually load up during my lunch hour so obviously one is the 665 hours on animal crossing uh last of us part two was definitely the quickest game i've ever completed because I definitely made sure it's like, I'm taking my lunch hour. I might do an hour and a half just so I can get through this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I, I've, and again, I've been really enjoying destiny two again. So I've been really enjoying nice. that with the beyond light. It, it's still repetitive as hell and everything, but like I'm, I'm typical millennial beyond <laughs> light gives me those instant gratifications yeah every friggin' day i'll take it <laughs> are any of you guys playing no man's sky no i have been tempted this so good to fire it back up and actually see it with the ps5 updates I've seen, to it. i've seen some playthroughs of it and it's, it looks amazing it looks amazing but i don't understand the premise of it the premise is just infinite exploration right you just fly yeah. around okay. look at planets and build it's like animal crack but for like galaxies yeah Lots and more resource intensive trying to find stuff and whatnot but uh but they definitely fixed it like it works now it's real multiplayer yeah. there's an economy it's it's good finally dude and actually some players found the center of the universe 
and it black holed them into other places. <laughs> it's yeah, there was this thing to die. Well, there was this. Yeah, how long did it take to get to where it's at, Jared? Like, okay. Ooh. when did it originally release? Like when you do the Atlas storyline? No, no, no you, I mean like to where No Man's Sky is because I know like. Oh, dude, it's like 10 years, I think, literally. It released, no, No Man's Sky released August 12th, 2016. Okay, well, it feels like 10 years. (sighs) Yeah, it feels like 10 years (laughs) for that game, absolutely. Four years Um, ago, God dang. Uh, But I mean, like, four years. So, I mean, Cyberpunk, we might need to check it out in four years, you know? Like, 2024, it'll be great. uh, It'll be closer to 2077. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what they're going for, man. You know, like you just live the game. You got, you got to get they, to they that finally year. tell you to stop playing and just go outside and live. It. You got to get to that year, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. You got to get to year twenty seventy seven. It's going to be the best game ever. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So my game wise, um, Ghost of Tsushima is my game of the year. Um, just from mechanics storyline, but I mean, from a mechanics standpoint, it's horizon it's uncharted it's got a lot of those elements into it the story is fantastic um i spent more time doing photo mode in that game than actually playing the game probably um (laughs) i just i I love what they did it for photo mode and how it it was before miles morales launched it was the closest thing to real photography gear i could work with you know from Mm -hmm. all the different mechanics now with miles morales which is my second game of the year. Um, you know, you can actually place lights now and chain really change the lighting and whatnot with it. Um, Miles Morales just has the, the fight mechanics are smoother um, than they were with the original Spider-Man game. Um, it's, it's stunning. It's beautiful. The ray tracing is fantastic. Um, honestly, playing that game at 60 frames per second with a new update, I cannot go back. <laughs> so um you know i don't know how long i've lived without 60 frames per second but now i know it um last of us and animal crossing were my like 3a 3b type things um last of us i really enjoyed it but there were some components of it that i i thought were well overboard especially with some of the violence um and whatnot um animal crossing it's funny it allows you know it just like allows my wife and i to to do some things like she needs stuff for our highland vice versa um you know she is probably that like quote unquote that one percent because like she's got like 12 plus million dollars in the bank um (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous when she drops two million dollars on turnips every week and then i'm i'm only dropping like 500k <laughs> you know, more and more. I've even moved away from turnips. I've just been banking on those pumpkins, dude. That's it. Just pumpkins. Yeah. But uh no, so like Astro's Playroom, I think, was probably the best packing game for any console launch. Agreed. Even 100%. going back to Super Mario World. You know, Super Mario World's great, but I think there's just something about Astro's Playroom and everything that they did for the PlayStation fans. Um, you know, especially when you, you have that the the buster sword just sitting there like it was the original start screen for the game back on ps1 um jedi fallen order i mean it's been a great year for gaming and it actually has it has and it's been under extreme stress 
for the devs. Definitely. And, Mm -hmm. and I want to say this to all the devs that have brought us these games, right? Thank you for everything you guys did for, for the gaming world, because not only, you know, did you bring joy to a lot of your fan bases and, you know, and that's including with cyberpunk, right? There's a lot of people that have absolutely love the game still even bugs and all. Um, but also too, is like you gave people a way to get away from depression mm-hmm. and anxiety, like a lot of mental disorders um, because they had an outlet and that speaks volumes for what you do. Now, certain companies leaderships may have made some bad business decisions, but to the devs, we absolutely have to support them Mm -hmm. because it is a hard, hard job to do, especially when you're not able to collaborate Mm -hmm. with your team in person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Collaborating Um, in general is very difficult. On top of all the people that are just constantly barraging, with death threats whatever comments you know like you wouldn't have been able to have this like 15 20 years ago Mm -hmm. you know and that's i feel that stress that pressure alone as well adds a lot to how the game goes you know like Mm -hmm. ironically all these new games that are coming out that are mostly indie games are being like sourced Dude, like it's been a year stuff of, like that it's a, been a year for indies i mean <clears throat> but at the same time up. too like they're not being super harassed as like other games are but these are the ones that are like destroying like actual like major league games you know i mean like to jared's it, point hades right yeah. hades was in the running for game of the year yeah mm-hmm. now being granted, from an indie company did we really think the Game Awards was going to give it to Hades? I mean, come on. That's mm. the Academy Awards always has that one little darling in best. The picture, long shot, that, yeah. The, the long, long shot. shot. You know, it's never going to happen. But the underdog. Everybody that I know that has played Hades has said that thing is a, an amazing game. I mean, it should have been Game of the Year. I think it was. I think it was like it just didn't get the love. Obviously, because it's an indie game. But right, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, at the like, same time, you wouldn't have really thought. Um, a game like Among Us would have won so many awards. It's so simple. Speaking compared of them, to anything else, came out, okay, it came out almost three years ago. You know, I'm gonna, f- I'm just, gonna fall on my sword for a second. <laughs> you know, you know how Jason's been bugging all of us about Among Us. Yeah, yeah. Guess what I've been playing the last couple of days on the Switch. Hey. Among Us. You can say it. You can say oh, it. Boy. <laughs> yeah. It, it's but okay. It's, it, it's, but you've it's been playing on the new map that, or no? Uh, I've been playing on Switch. Yeah, it's on, it's, it just came I, out on Switch not long ago. But, but did any, they release the new map too or no? They are about to. There's I don't know. Ship? Okay. So yeah. all I know is it, it's okay. And uh, being the imposter is kind of fun. It's It, it depends <laughs> on who you play with too. You know, like if you get an actual group of like eight to ten people, just like Jackbox. Like just like Jackbox. If you get them all together... It's okay. hilarious and it's fun. So, Jason, uh, I want to let you know that Darren and I have been talking. We're going to do rupees and crashing game night. Among, well, us. among us, all, all. And here's the thing: is <laughs> we're going to have we're going to have them set up their their Twitch channel, 
to run the game video. Okay. And we're going to do all the recording on the podcast on us. So you can actually oh, see the facial expressions okay. from everybody. It's a little, it's a little hard, man. You can't, you can't, you get that facial expression. I don't care. Can give I it away. It. <laughs> you can give it away. I mean, Cause we're going to be talking about the things. Our facial expressions could be to whatever we're talking about. Sir. True. Exactly. True. True, so true, true. anyways, but yeah, especially there's... with Jerry's face, his expression face is just going to be he's, all he's over the place. Like... The entire show. Right. <laughs> so, oh. we'll easily know as soon as he has his devious face. We know he's the imposter, and then we'll know. know to report <laughs> as soon as he's. <laughs> yep. So as we uh, close tonight out, um, Jared, what what projects you got coming up? I mean, you've been the last time you were on, you were super busy. Mm. Yeah, you were like, collaborating all over the place. <laughs> That's kind of kind of the same thing, man. Like uh, it was it was a crazy, insane year for all of us. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. being stuck at home, pretty much in quarantine. I haven't had haircuts since March. It's getting kind of nuts. Let but, it go, uh, man. Let it go. Let the, I'm just going. Dude. I don't care. Lyman's too. <laughs> man. Just, just pull it. Let back. it go, man. Just <laughs> let the hair flow. But, uh, tons of stuff going. Like it was a. Uh, you know, I had some songs that did really well. I, I think you guys know, like I signed this deal with universal and yep. kind of branded as blazar under this like artist producer. And they've kind of really just opened up the world to me, you know, like they mm-hmm. renewed me and they upstream me to tier two for this year. So now I'm like, have a bigger team like devoted to me and tons nice. of collabs. That's I'm doing, huge. I'm doing Afro man's next record right now. Like, which is cool. Wow. I just, wait, thing. are we talking like next record or yeah, like, hi, yeah. we're doing a like whole thing. Record record. Dang. That's awesome. That's, dude. Congrats, dude! Wow, yeah, that's pretty dope. We got some. I think we have some things going on with some other like kind of big artists I can't talk about right now, but maybe in a couple of weeks. Of it, it's like all lined up, and it's it's kind of insane, man. Like they they let me actually gave me my own imprint label that's going to be uh, underneath the Universal thing, and like everyone that I'm producing, wow. working with, and collaborating with, they're going to release under this imprint label. That's going to be all like the Blazar stuff. So like, I have so my art. let me ask you this, Jared. Like with how Dang. all of this is now blown up, even since the last time you were on the show, right? Is did you think back when you started doing this years ago, did you think you would ever get to this point and having all of this? Yeah, I mean, I knew it was a dream. No, it's always a dream. But did you, your realistic side of you, did you ever think you would be be at this point? Dude, I was in my residency program in Minneapolis finishing up my MD when I got my record deal. I'm like, I left and said, you know, like I walked out. Like I obviously had no idea that it was ever going to go this way. I played music my whole life. I was always touring and like recording like everyone else does and like throwing stuff out and hoping. But no, I mean, I went to school and like had a job. I was working full time and like I got the call from Warren like, hey, you want a record deal? I said, yes. You want to come now? I said, yes. Yeah. And, you know, I've just been kind of running since then. And it's been a grind, dude. Like no kidding. If you, if you're in the music industry and you're not like independently wealthy and I'm not talking about like a millionaire, like multi, multi, multi millionaires, like the, the people, thing that people mm-hmm. don't know is like almost the entire music industry. I would say like 97% of all the artists that you see here, love, know that were discovered through the history of music all the way back into the eighties. Most of these guys bought it and it's all paid for mm-hmm. it. Self-funded these labels would like bring these millionaires on who wanted to be rock stars. Mm-hmm. Because then there's no like loss comparison, right? It's like, they're going to fund it everyone kind of walks away with it. And it's even that way now, like most of the big indies are self-funded independently wealthy people. So, you know, my dad was an electrician. My mom's a banker. 
a teller, you know, and my family were from a farm kind of thing. Like we weren't like million by any stretch of the word. So it's been an insane grind. Like everything has been like tooth and nail and just like small opportunity, mm-hmm. like people believing in me and letting me kind of keep moving along this thing. So no, I, n- I never thought a million years because I knew how the industry worked. And like when I got this universal deal, especially in my thirties, you know, that, that's everything about what I'm doing is, is doesn't exist in the music industry. It's kind of like this whole new model that they're moving to towards of like independent guys like me who produce, write, mix, master, do the entire thing. Like this Afroman record I, I'm doing from this room, right? It's like the entire thing is here and it's going out on a major mm-hmm. label on the radio and movies mm-hmm. and TV. And it's, it's a, uh, no, ne- never had mm-hmm. any, so, so there was something that just jumped in story. chat from uh, July Wire, which welcome to Crashing Game Night, um, said more Sith Wave. Yeah, I, that's I, no. I'm Wave man. That's like that's my whole vibe, and, and I'm glad that yeah, I love that shit, man. I've always like analog sense, and I've just kind of dove in deep. That's been my needle. <laughs> like that's the thing that like saved my life. I think during 2020 because it was super depressing, right? It's like all of my tours were canceled. All mm-hmm. of my shows were canceled. Well, cause I can remember we were trying to sync up right there. What March, April. Yeah. And trying to get you on, you were supposed to leave for Europe. Hey, yeah. I had a whole, like, and we're like, well, <laughs> we can't do the podcast now because you were supposed to be on, you're supposed to be going over to tour. And then all of a sudden, no, it starts canceling everything. And got this like big record deal. And they booked all these huge festivals, mining yep. this massive festival in the UK. And then, gone just and even now they're like we're not touring through 2021 so like yeah, the fact yeah. that they like invested in me in this kind of like writer producer artist capacity you know when they, they cut 70 percent of the label like they only kept like <sighs> oh wow so oh. the whole thing that's crazy yeah yeah so i'm like thankful every day you know that like they believed in me enough and, and i've been working really hard now all these kind of opportunities are coming in and, and it's, it's super it's super exciting you know i think the mm-hmm. next year is going to be a lot of like cool collaboration and fun and I got this uh, Dax and a bunch of EDM tracks I'm doing, a bunch of synthwave stuff. I'm kind of doing some like hip hop stuff with some like big rappers and like, it's just cool. You know, I had no idea. It'll be uh it'll be nice to see who you're working for. Well, once that, uh, coming soon. Once, well, other than Afroman, but you know, once that, uh, once that NDA lifts and you can actually speak to who you're working with, that would yeah. be, you know, be really can't exciting wait to, to hear, to hear yeah. that man. Um, well, and it's, you know, as always, Jared, I mean, you've become a really good friend of mine. I mean, you too. It guys. just was it a, a chance thing that you, you know, you followed me way, way back in the beginning of this whole thing. And that's mm-hmm. that that's what makes this so special to see you succeeding in this is because you've essentially been with us since minute one. Well, yeah. same, you know, guys, like that's what drew me to it because like I'm a hardcore nerd. Like we're all hardcore. Yeah. When there's so I don't even remember what post it was. You know, it was some post way back in the beginning of things that you and you ended up following us. I was like, okay, a musician's following us. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll follow him back. Then I started looking at your your catalog, and I'm like, oh crap! Download, 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 download. <laughs> I mean, you know. But and then you know, we've gone to the point where you know we'll just call and BS sometimes. You know, yeah. And just we'll text each other and BS sometimes and, and whatnot. And we're all bros now. Um, man. Like, there's so many. You know, and you you are people like guys that yeah. don't game or like just bullshit their way through it and like we do we love it like we're passionate about it we we're love it and, it and that's the best part like there aren't a lot of I, th- I think it's important for the community for people like us to get out and really like talk about this stuff and, and dive into it because and the, we are i mean 
basically we are nerds at a core. I mean, whether it's Star Wars, DC, Marvel, gaming, it, it, it is us, you know, right? And I mean, you look at even our rooms and you walk into it. I mean, Theo's got an entire wall of pop figures. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, I do. You know, now that I finally have gaming space, I have, you know, my my figures and stuff out. Like I have my own little space again um, at our apartment. And, you know, and the fact is like, hey, my wife thought enough of me getting my love for Star Wars back that she got me a lightsaber. So it's going to be that's going to be going up on the wall mm. and, and whatnot. And we are nerds at its core. And oh, definitely. But that's what I love. And that's what I, I this year more so than last year. Last year was was great. And to our listeners and followers, you know, that have been there since the beginning too, you know, we, we do love you because you guys have stuck with us through all of this. Right. And you've allowed us to get to the point where, you know, year one was an, a nice stepping stone for us, but this year has been huge and sticking through us. So the fact is we've, we've been able to get, you know, Jared on when he's, I mean, heck, I mean, look what you're doing, Jared. I mean, really, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should really probably be editing right now. This should be working um, and mixing, <laughs> but you're here. But, you know, we've had the FF7 guys on and, you know, and we are growing. And the fact that, you know, this year we've almost doubled our listenerships in, over, mm-hmm. over last year. And I can't, I can't think everybody enough for for sticking with us because it it means the world to us i mean personally i don't care if we ever make money off this thing uh it it would be nice but to me being able to bring joy to people's lives especially in the year of covid and make people laugh and smile and and be able to give them gifts like having the voice actors on from ff7 you know a lot of those people have would never be able to meet them because i mean of course cons are gone right now yeah. Well, there's no PAX East, mm-hmm. there's no E3. Um, you know, have them on, like, to be able to repay kindness, like with, with Strifers that we had on last week, right? She had entered in a contest to get an FF7 copy that we were giving away because her sister's family lost their jobs because of COVID. And it was something that they really want to experience together. So I was like, you know what? That alone right there just for what you're doing, that act of kindness, because it's not for you, it's for somebody else. And we return that kindness by having her on the show. Um, <clears throat> Definitely. You know, and the fact that I've been able to go on another ghost, uh, another, you know, show with, with Drew and, and the NVR gaming Tyler, who was a, a fan that was on with us, you know, he's, it started off as he asked for advice and mm-hmm. get, I, and that's the thing is I think everybody right now, we have to lift each other up. You know, we're in such a doldrums right now as a world, as a country with COVID and everything else going on that we need to lift up everybody. And to me, as long as we're bringing joy and happiness to people's lives, I will not stop doing this. Well, it's well not unless we're old and senile. <laughs> like, like COVID, I'm stopping yeah. tomorrow. It's gonna, this is going to go on for a minute. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. We're, yeah. We're probably we're not done. Life for a while. Like, and we have too much fun with this to stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> I mean... Honestly, every every guest that's been on this show has, you know, an open invitation to come back and, and just chill with us and just hang out and BS with us and stuff like yeah. that, which, you know, for our listeners and stuff that are tester fans, next next weekend is a tester reunion. Listen, starting the I'll new year know. off right. <laughs> We're starting oh, the new year off man. right. We're talking Scooter, Gamer, Kirstie Pride, Mo Chocolate, mm. Sky Diddy. Oh, man. 
So, but no, absolutely. But I just like, you know, Jared, with all your listeners, like you feel gratitude beyond belief that you're, you're able to do what you do. And the same thing with us. Right. Um, so thank you to everyone that has stuck around, especially the fact that you've gotten us to this point where we're live streaming now. You know, mm-hmm. this is something I never, I never thought in a million years we'd be able to get to this point. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I never thought, you know, I thought, Hey, we're going to, we'll start up a podcast. We'll start a website and make it, you know, kind of at least make it legit, but Hey, we're here now. And it's because of our fans and our listeners that have stuck with us, even if they've stuck around for a couple of shows and that's it, but they've gotten us to this point that we can do this for you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. we do these live streams now is for the listeners, for the fans. So you can see, you know, when we have Jared on, when we have our guests, so you guys can actually at least have some semblance of actually being able to see them, you know, as we kind of do these things, interact and whatnot. And these things are only going to get better. So um, to those from Soldiers Raid that stuck around for this, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, Soldiers, hey, I hope we hope you enjoyed this. You miss Jerry, but, you know, we'll have, you know, he'll be back next week. So he'll be back. But anyway, so everyone, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the stuck around for the live stream for the, those that are listening to the podcast guys. Absolutely. Thank you for, for subscribing, um, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, or if you're going to the YouTube channel, watching the videos afterwards, um, Jared, as always, it's always, it's great to have you on. Oh, dude. Thanks yes, for having dude, me. You know, and have you on more, you know, whenever you want to, but you know, you got you got things to do <laughs> you know you got a record to make um so um please make sure you you know hit that follow button on on twitch if you're watching us on twitch right now or subscribe on any of those pop class platforms um especially if you're new to the new to the podcast so thank you absolutely for crashing game night with us tonight um as i like to say as always please be excellent to each other stay frosty Definitely. Again, shout out to Jared. Thank you for coming in. Um, always welcome. Shout out to all the people that are out there listening to us, watching us. You know, hope you're all safe. You know, be 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 aware. Be social distant. Be be kind. Rewind. Wear your mask. Uh, in lieu of Jay's absence, uh, support all facets of whatever support groups. No Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ, you know, we're all quarantined, you know, for a lot longer than we expected. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the hopefully the the fog is clearing, hopefully. So we will get out of this. Yep. And again, thank you for listening to us. It is always a pleasure. Uh one day I will return to the website. Um Dude, you need to. You're you one have day. some fans of the mobile Monday know, reviews I, that are still reading your articles, Jason. Come on, I know, I know. I need to come back, and perhaps that will be my New Year's resolution. But <laughs> till then, we will. I will definitely hope that you guys will enjoy the rest of the year. And until mm-hmm. then, I'll see you next year. Hey, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, TTFN. That's out from there. Night, everybody. <laughs>